Pride was not about pride. It was about liberation. It was about fight back. It was about freedom. And for me, it was about finding a way to be seen. Finding a way to be seen that embraced the real me that had been hidden, that I had been hiding for years. My family would say, not very I needed to say to myself, 
But perhaps it could be. I needed to bring compassion, not derision, to the person my dominant narrative lenses had contrived. There it is, that important little piece of jargon, the dominant narrative, the overwhelming understanding, the consciousness that our society shares. The story that says real men wear white shirts to work, come home to houses well kept by attractive women who wear pearls and heels while vacuuming, that good children learn things from their humorous antics, and even that all our children, the good children, are above average. This was the dominant narrative of I Love Lucy and Lita to Beaver, and in their own way, the Flintstones and the Jetsons. It was a story that came from prehistory and into the future. It was a dominant narrative that I needed to expel from my consciousness. It had been a narrative perpetuated in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and Himalayan Boys. The narrative that put my classmates into fixed tracks the way I was doing this way. And always assured that I was this is the dominant narrative that upheld a rather flat understanding of how exceptional America is and how fortunate and God-blessed white people are and how industrious and intelligent wealthy are. This dominant narrative was what had formed my perception that put the glasses, if you will forgive the analogy that assumes sightedness as narrative, glasses on me that I needed to take off to see things as they really are. And I believe I haven't stopped. Here in this church, we are taking off the dominant narrative that tells us that the poor somehow deserve their lot. Now, we know that's the real rule. We know that that's the real rule because we see some people as exceptions to that rule and we call them the undeserving poor. So those other ones are deserving of it, right? Last night, as we sat with a dozen people testifying about their lives and their experiences of homelessness, we had a chance to adjust our lenses. We had a chance to see people in a fuller, more multi-dimensional way. We had a, the possibility of compassion. We had the possibility of a new way of perceiving. I haven't stopped checking my perception. Yesterday afternoon, some of us sat among a mostly black audience in a mostly black neighborhood to think about how poverty is racialized. How the dominant narrative says that people get certain social benefits because they merit them. They must be harder working. They must be smarter. And maybe a little lucky, I guess. Oh, and they have been largely to be white. Wonder how that happens. And the ones who don't merit the safe neighborhoods, 
the full employment, the transportation that will get them to work, the education that will allow them to score. Those who just aren't lucky, I guess, well, if they happen to be black, if they happen largely to be other people of color, well, just the If I was still wearing those little homophobic preceptors that fit me so well once, but whose prescription I demand and must be changed, I might see poor people as the other, the object, the problem. I might see black people as the other. I might see Mexicans and Salvadorans and Hungarians and Dominicans and only gamers in my life as their but I've learned to perceive otherwise. But there was a time when the Unitarian and Universalist classes that people were were not poor, were not so far from the dominant narrative. Indeed, the Universalists and the Unitarians especially were part of what it meant in this country to be wasps, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, in a country built on Anglo-Saxon superiority. We crafted the dominant narrative. We accepted the dominant narrative. We lived the dominant narrative. We taught it to our children. And we created schools and colleges and universities and all kinds of institutions and even great cathedrals like this one to extend the dominant narrative. We were special, of course. We had our own theological take on the narrative, a little different. But the dominant narrative we were, and the dominant narrative unchallenged we are. But we've learned something from standing on the corner of the Black Lives Matter banner. We've learned something by building the door a dialogue and raising ethnicity. We've learned something by taking classes and cracking the code, and by hosting an anti-racism jubilee workshop, and by studying Helped us untell the dumb.
It is from the Gala World Premiere Showing of the John Waters film, Multiple Maniacs. See what it says here? Nine big shows, April 10th, 11th, 12th, at 8, 10, and midnight. New location, First Unitarian Church, Charles and Franklin Street. Door prizes at midnight shows, contribution $1.50. Don't miss it. Salman.